Shop Podcast, episode 47. I've already got the I've got this name down. David Pollock. The David Pollock episode. We're uh, going with that. Can't beat it. Special guest, Coach Trey Lang on the show, subbing for Jake. Say what's up. How are we doing? Glad to be on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're going to make a lot of picks today. Huge weekend. Thanksgiving weekend. Let's go ahead and get mm-hmm. started. Games listed. We're going to start with Thanksgiving Day. Some NFL games, but we start with the college games right here. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Kind of a surprise line, in my opinion. Mississippi State, minus one and a half here. Over, under, set, 62. I would say I was heavy on Miss, then they lost to Auburn, and then I tried to hop off the train, and they pulled off the big win against A&M. I think this is a surprising line. Mississippi State, I was looking at the stats. They throw for like 400 yards a game. I think it'll be high scoring, but I think Lynn Kiffin's going to outcoach Mike Leach right here. I think they're going to get maybe one or two of those fourth downs in the red zone. Keep it going. Mississippi State will not be able to contain. I'm going to go Ole Miss plus one and a half in the over 62. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy indeed. I'm going to roll with you too, Garrison. I, I think, you know, Vegas is always trying to talk to us during these weird lines. We've gotten bit by that a couple times this year, but who gives a damn? I'm going for Lane Kiffin right here. Plus one and a half and definitely over. Are you kidding me? Two air raid offenses going at it. How's this not going to score 40 points a piece? The egg bowl. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, me and Lawson actually missed one of our flights in Key West. And it um, resulted in us meeting Mike Leach. Really funny guy, but uh, I, I got to go with Lane Kiffin as well in the Rebels. Um, <laughs> big fan of what's going on in Oxford right now. I know that not a lot of people are as high up on Lane Kiffin as I am. But, Gary, I think you said the other day, I think Ole Miss is a great fit for a coach like Lane Kiffin. I'm going to take the Rebels. Thanksgiving Day. Love that the Egg Bowl is on Thanksgiving. That just makes the right? most sense, doesn't it? Just, it really does. Let's get into the weekend, though. This is definitely the premier game of the week. Big noon kickoff. Seems like I, I had this take Saturday that I think in college football, we have shifted to the big game shifting more to a noon kickoff than night kickoffs. Am I crazy? I mean, this year, uh, the night games have been average. I mean, you've seen Alabama get beat on one of those games. You had Georgia Clemson as the night game. But other than that, like, none of them really pop out to me. Like Night games, I was thinking, yeah, Georgia Clemson. Other than that, it seems like all the big games are in noon. Or 3.30 or 4. Could this be a result of certain teams not being as good as they normally are? That's true, too, because I like Ole Miss and Texas A&M and a lot of, like, uh, USC. All those teams had a lot of primetime games this year, and they've been garbage. So, Okay, but let's talk about the game. Ohio State at Michigan. Uh, Ohio State minus 8.5, over-under set at 65. It is in Michigan. We talked about it the other day. I'm really thinking about Ohio State here, but the line started at, like, 7. It's moved to 8.5, which means a lot of people are on Ohio State. Probably makes a little bit of sense why everybody's on Ohio State, but I'm going to go against the grain. I think Michigan, if, if this game was in Columbus, I probably would shift over to Ohio State, but I'm going to roll with Michigan here. Look, I've never seen it happen. I really want to see it happen. Michigan beat Ohio State. Give me Michigan plus eight and a half, and I still think it's a close game, no matter if Ohio State maybe is out-talent them. I, I think the atmosphere of the game, the big noon kickoff, all that stuff. I'm going to go Michigan plus eight and a half and the over 65 because I think Ohio State easily gets 35 40 and Michigan will keep up. The big house is going to be rocking on Saturday, is what's going to happen. I'm with you. I'm going to go Michigan too just because I want it to happen. I'm tired of them getting beat in this big game, um, but I'm going to take the under. I think the only way Michigan wins this game is they play better defensively than what Ohio State can. So give me Michigan and the under. We all deep down hope that Ohio State's going to lose, let's admit it. But (laughs) I think out of all the years that uh, Michigan has an opportunity to beat Ohio State, this is not the year. I'm taking Ohio State by way more than eight and a half. What they did last week, incredible. And you can say whatever you want about Michigan State being 
sound asleep. You can say the same thing about Wake Forest. What happened, happened. Ohio State was just clicking. I'm taking Ohio State big. I think Ohio State is number two team behind Georgia. And those words taste like vinegar t- coming out of my mouth. But they look you good. need a new number two, baby. That's, that's what we need. We need a new number two. We need Cincinnati at number two after this week. Whoa. Now, I think, uh, talking about the playoff picture, though, if Michigan beats Ohio State, do you think they jump that high? The two? You think? Maybe. That's a big win. That's a huge win. That is a big one. And they're already five right now, right? Maybe. I mean, all depends what Alabama does, but, I mean, I think at this point people want another number two, like you said. Guys, Ohio State is going to beat the brakes off Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, they probably will. They probably will. Don't let me come on your show and just, like, do this. All right, Georgia at Georgia Tech. I feel like you know, we're all going to be on the same page on this one, but I did, when I was looking at all the games, I had to find something. Georgia at Georgia Tech, Georgia minus 35, over under at 54 and a half. Georgia, you know, easy, minus 35. I don't think Tech's going to score. I say that. I feel like uh, I saw where Jameer Gibbs, Georgia Tech's like running back, leads the mm-hmm. FBS in all-purpose yards, which is pretty crazy considering they only have three wins. I mean, obviously, you know what I'm doing. Georgia minus 35. The over-under, I'm going to go under. Dude, that's a slim margin between over-under and the freaking line that is tight i feel stupid to go against that though like are you gonna pick georgia tech to score anything more than seven points you're talking about their running back being their best player and with all this and that and you got there's gonna be 11 guys on the georgia side of the ball it's gonna be like he's not doing shit that i know that's gonna be their goal this week they're gonna make him have zero yards so give me georgia I think they handle business. They're going to make sure they go into the SEC championship game on the right foot. Give me the over. I think Georgia's going to score a lot of points in this game, though. So that's why I'm going to take the over. I'm predicting, you know, like 52 to 3, obviously taking UGA. I do have a question real quick. Do we think we'll see a JT Daniels appearance? Yeah. For if the sure. game gets that bad, it's got to. I mean, we've seen him the last out. two games. What quarter? Third quarter. Third quarter. Third, Third quarter. quarter. I did also want to make, I think, over the, the past decade, real quick, I'm sorry to do this, over the past decade, Ole Miss has been a better team than Mississippi State outside of the year that Dak Prescott was there. Take away Elijah Moore. What was that, two years ago? Yeah, pissing. Mm-hmm. Dog pissing. I mean, I had to bring that up when I'm on a uh, Deep Shot podcast. You know, it's, it's right. content. Uh, whether you, whether you yeah. like it or not, that's content. That is content. <laughs> uh, Bama at Auburn. Bama is minus 19 and a half over under at 55 and a half. See, the thing is, is Auburn, I don't, uh, Bo Nix is out and they just lost to South Carolina. Their season's, you know, a rip, but this is, you know, this is the Iron Bowl. Bama has not beat the brakes off anybody like besides Ole Miss and Mississippi State, as I said before. I'm, I'm going to go with Auburn here. It's in Jordan Hare. It's going to be rocking. 330 kickoff. Just 19 and a half seems like a lot. I'm not saying in. I'm not saying by any measure that Auburn is going to win this game, but 19 and a half at their own stadium. I would bet that Auburn hasn't lost by that many points in their own stadium in this game in a very long time. So I'm going to roll with Auburn here, plus 19 and a half, and the over of 55 and a half. I kind of go in with Garrison here, too. We picked the damn same the whole time, but I think I'm going to have to roll with it, too, here, because like you said, Auburn's going to give Alabama their damn Super Bowl in this game. They always do. It doesn't matter if Bo Nix or TJ Finley, you know, Bo Nix is not there. TJ Finley show is on right now. And maybe more so than that, the Tank Bigsby show is on. And 
just to me, Alabama has struggled on defense so much these last couple weeks. I'm a little bit timid about what they can do on that side of the ball to shut down Auburn. So give me Auburn plus the points. I'm going to roll with the over because I know Bama's going to score at least 40 points. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Auburn too, I guess. I was I initially had uh, Alabama written down, but – Sometimes it changes on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, and it just did for me. So, you know, after hearing what you guys had to say – yeah, I mean, at home, it's pretty convincing. I'll take Auburn plus 19 and a half. There's just something about these games in Jordan Hare, too. Like, every time something crazy mm-hmm. goes down. They've won the last two. Even, and I bet you the line was pretty close to what it is now, too. Because, I mean, one of those years, Vanna was, like, about to go to the SEC Championship, and it basically foiled their playoff chances. Yeah, well, and then two years ago was the crazy game where there was, like, the pick six. Mac that was Jones a Mac Jones game, right? Yeah, through two pick sixes, I think. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, Bedlam, night game. Oklahoma State minus four over under at 50. I am really excited for this game because I want Oklahoma State. I, look, I'm on this train too. We haven't, we should have talked about this. It's my fault, but we should have talked a little more about the playoff rankings. Oklahoma State sitting at seven with a very good shot if they just win these last two games against Oklahoma and then I guess Oklahoma again or Baylor yeah. if Baylor wins. I really would love to see Oklahoma State make a, like, just make an appearance. You know, we could get a Georgia, Ohio State. Cincinnati Oklahoma State situation. I just Oklahoma State's defense is really good, and they only they've only allowed one touchdown in the last four games. They just had a shutout against Texas Tech. Oklahoma has struggled with both quarterbacks in. They do not. Trey asked me, you were the one to ask me. We were down in Florida. You said how many of these uh, Oklahoma overs have hit this year? And I said probably none of them besides Texas because they don't score. They don't. They just look sloppy all the time. Oklahoma State's going to eat that up. Mike Gundy, the mullet's going to be rocking. Give me Oklahoma State minus four and the under of 50. Easy. I think those are like two of the easiest picks this week. The big key is the mullet. That's the big key. That's the reason why I'm picking Oklahoma State right here. It's the mullet and that defense. There's just something about it. And like you said, Oklahoma just not has – they have not looked the part all year long, even when they were like 8-0. I mean, we all knew they were the worst 8-0 team in football, maybe apart from UTSA. I mean, that would be a close one. But give me – Okay, State. I rode with them earlier this year. They paid off for me. I'm rolling with them again. Minus four. I feel good about it. And give me the under. I think that Oklahoma offense is going to struggle. Two touchdowns, 17 points may be the max they score. I'm also taking Oklahoma State. Garrison, we, we got to go back to who's picking these spreads and why they're picking them and why these numbers are the way they are. But I think Oklahoma State could you know sneak out of there with a 14-point win. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm on that train, too. That's why I'm 40, saying I think this is easy money. 45, 31? <laughs> is, that, is that a lot? That's a lot of points. It's a, you know? That's a Big that's 12 a game. Bedlam. It's, it is Bedlam. Bedlam gets – You've had some high-scoring ones here in the recent years. All rules are off in Bedlam. If Oklahoma win, is there any chance? No. Nope. Let's get. Let's stop talking about Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> are they in the, the same the, conversation? Uh, the, with, uh, ESPN, ESPN, and everybody—they love to talk about Oklahoma just because. Like they put them, the committee put them at ten too. Yeah, they could technically win the next two games and be sitting with one loss to Baylor. In a Big 12 trip, but man, at this point, I would rather see Notre Dame in there than Oklahoma. Whoa. Whoa. 
<laughs> Dude, they're in the same conversation as Notre Dame, but I definitely don't want to see those damn gold helmets in there again. I, you know. Caleb, Caleb's tired of watching them lose. In the I'm tired of watching Oklahoma's even watch been them in the playoff play. four times. Ever. They came across the best Georgia team in a long time, and that was probably the, like that, that. That game was the national championship that year. It should have been, but Bama played spoiler. All right, so you're on Oklahoma State, Trey? Yeah, I'm going to lock them in. Let's get to the locks of the week. Yeah, well, my lock of the week is the UGA Georgia Tech. We'll go ahead and go. I'm going to lock in LSU plus six and a half this week. That's my lock of the week. Could be the last game in Coach O's tenure at home. Seven o'clock game. It is going to be rocking in Death Valley. Look, they have to win this game to go to a bowl game. There is no way. They're all going to play for them. Everybody on the LSU team is going to be up for this game. And Texas A&M kind of been sliding towards the end of the year anyway. I This is just a momentum thing for me, honestly. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of momentum for LSU in the last game of Coach O. And it's that simple. I, I do not think they'll let them down. Give me LSU plus six and a half. Plus, you're giving me points. Give it to me. Lock of the week. Going for a nine one and two season. Mm, near perfect. Near That's going to be a swamp party down there. And that line is a little bit shocking to me still, but this is what it is. Um, I'm going to lock in Clemson minus 11 and a half over South Carolina. Mm hmm. I think South Carolina had a you know decent win last week. Yeah, props to them. So did Clemson. Clemson's defense we talked about last week. They are the kings of pitching shutouts, low-scoring games. Brent Venables should be the highest-paid defensive coordinator in football, and he is. You know, ukulele, we keep talking about whatever, you know. Gluck, gluck. Yeah, gluck, gluck, ukulele, <laughs> how he, DJ spins, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he's starting to figure it out just a little bit, just a little bit. He's he's had his last two games have been his two highest passing yardage games. So, give me Clemson. I think they're going to go into this thing rolling. I don't. Are they in contention for an AFC or ACC if championship? If they win and Wake Forest loses, yeah, I think if they win, a Wake Forest loses. Plus, like in seats, there's got to be something going on in seats. They're they're still alive, barely yeah. alive. Okay. They're ranked. Well, with that being said, if they are in contention at any point, I think they're going to handle business. They're going to be up for this game, and it's also SC. Like, and it's I know it's in South Carolina too, but screw them, gives a damn. There was a, a game that we're not really talking about, but I would like to bring it up just for a quick second. That's the Florida Florida State game. Woo. Pretty pretty tough game to to pick, but. <laughs> Yeah. What are you guys thinking? That's that's Caleb. What are you thinking, Caleb? Uh, I'm not picking Florida. Uh, Whatever (laughs) you say. It don't matter who you say. It could be Mercer. I'm not picking them. (laughs) We've already seen them play Sanford, man. It's just. Who's head coaching for Florida? It's the special teams coordinator, whoever it is, and he's a running backs coach also. I saw his name, but I figured it'd be the special teams guy. I don't even know who's calling plays for him now. Like it's going to be State. atrocious. I, I like Florida State there. I mean, both teams – I think both teams got to win to make a bowl game. Yeah. The spread's yeah. minus two and a half for Florida. Yeah, which is wild. Like, I just, I guess that's just home field. Like, I don't – but it, I feel like Florida State's been on a better run than they have. They have uh, been. All right, deep shot of the week, so yeah. – I want to throw in – can I get two locks? I'm going to do two locks. Yeah. Get another lock in there. So Michigan State's playing Penn State at home, and they are plus one. That's going to be my second lock of the week. Mm, you and Jake, it's crazy. You and Jake, you and Jake both have that lock. Oh, he had it too. Okay, well, I'm gonna stick with it. I think that's a lock. There's no way they lose that game. They're not gonna come back after getting zipped against Ohio State and not win this game. Plus, James Franklin is on the way out of town. Maybe we'll see. 
Double down. Caleb is uh, has hit his last four locks. Let's see. If James Franklin is on the way out of town. There's some big jobs open, man. He's been no, in the rumor mill. He just signed that extension yesterday. So what? <laughs> What's Caleb, with all these coaches it, getting you've been mega deals? These quotes. You've been, you've been hitting with your analysis lately. Gary, do we have time for uh, two little ACC games? I'm I'm in another league, and I would just love to hear what y'all have to say. We'll make it quick. Wake Forest at Boston College. Wake Forest is favored by five after that that loss to Clemson last week at Boston College. Does that make a difference to you if it's at Boston College or if it's at Wake Forest? It's got to mean something. It's got to mean something, but I mean, it's a noon game too. I don't know. I've been riding Wake Forest heavy. I feel like their offense really struggled against a good defense last week, but I like Wake in that situation. I think they'll they'll get back up, score another 50 points this game. Um, they should. You know, Boston College is probably, when you look at the most average, you know, college football teams, they're like right there. And oh, I yeah, think they're a 6-6 six six team. Yeah. And I think Wake Forest is a little bit better. Top 25, they're having a good season. They're going for 10 wins and a chance. And if they win, they're in the ACC championship. Yeah, I like Wake. Minus five for sure. I think I'd go with Wake right there, too. I don't understand. How is this a rivalry game? Like, how is a North Carolina team a rival with Boston College? How does that work? All the uh, all the North Carolina teams are uh, – well, I guess they could play Duke. Who's Duke playing this weekend? Hmm. They, they play not play North. Ooh, okay, okay. The other ACC game is not Duke Miami. The other ACC game would be uh, NC State in North Carolina. NC State's favored by six at home. Well, Friday yeah. night action. Friday night action. What are you thinking, Caleb? And Sam Howell, I do not trust. So I'm going to go with NC State. Really? I'm going to go with NC. Whoa. I'm going to go with NC. Good game. Good game. Mac Brown's going to have him up. NC State plus six or NC. And they're already in the bowl game though. Like, what? What more do they need? <laughs> I get seven wins, man. Remember that was the number ten team to start the year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? They were number <laughs> ten to start the year, and they're six and five, staring at a five hundred season. That's bad. I'm probably gonna have to go NC State by six. Oh man, I, I, I don't know how how close y'all watched the Wake Forest Clemson game, but Wake Forest looked pretty defeated to me. Uh, they look like they had a little bit of fight in them for a second. I. How do you guys feel about Hartman, the quarterback? He's he's kind of got some bad body language. I wasn't really like liking his attitude on the sidelines. At the end of the day, like, we've talked about how Clemson is, you know, not the same team. But at the end of the day, they got way better, you know, people on their side of the ball. Than oh yeah, Wake Forest does. Oh yeah. But like, but I mean, throughout the season, Wake Forest has been lighting it up offensively. That's really the only reason they got to that point. I mean, they they played Army and won like seventy to fifty six. And you talk about Hartman too. He's still young, like he's only a sophomore, I think. So you know, he may have a little, little babiness to him in terms of his attitude. Maybe they can get that coach out of him if it's an issue, you know. But yeah. all right, let's hit the uh, deep shot. So upsets of the week. I'm I'm on a three week winning streak with these. I'm gonna go Kansas State plus one thirty against Texas on Friday. Man, oh. Texas, Texas just goes down into the dumps right here. All right, give it to me. Texas has given me. No reason to think they'll just pull out their last game. They're they're dead as it gets. Uh, Kansas State was just favored against Baylor last week in that game, um, so that has to mean something. They have to be somewhat formidable football team. Seven and four, typical Kansas State stuff. I'm gonna go Kansas State plus. I just I think that's good value. Kansas State locking in deep shot, going for four in a row to end the season. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take Oregon State plus two thirty for Oregon State. Oregon State plus two thirty over Oregon. Listen, Oregon's going down the water slide a little bit right now. They've kind of been knocked out of the wind. 
just keep on losing so Mario Cristobal can come right on down to Gainesville next year and just enjoy the nice sun, the good-looking <laughs> women, you know, all the good stuff that's down there. How deep of a shot is too deep of a shot? There's none. We've had it could be plus, plus 700. a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Stanford plus mm. 19? Knock the gold helmets all out. Right. Gold helmets Plus out. 700. Let that piece ride, baby. The thing's going to hit. What do you think, Gary? It's a deep shot, for sure. <laughs> Going really deep. The shot. That's the Sean Jackson deep. Just keep Deshaun running. Jackson deep, but let's let's do it. I hope let's it is. It. Stanford. Stanford's got a strong win on their record this year. You know, they yeah, took they down Oregon. Oregon. Oregon beat Oklahoma, Ohio State, beat, uh, too. Just, can uh, you guys name Stanford's other two wins besides Oregon? One's an SEC school. LSU. No, LSU played UCLA. It's not them. To Vanderbilt? Yeah, it's got to be stinky, man. That was a very smart game there. A very, very high IQ game, I'm sure. And if I'm not mistaken, they beat USC. They did. USC, Vandy, and Oregon are three wins. Man, that was early in the season, too. That yeah. USC Oregon game. was three, or Stanford was three and two to start the season, and then they lost six straight. Whoa. Damn. But, I'm not saying they're going to win. I just think they're going to keep it within 19 and a half. Uh, that's uh, the deep no, shot. Deep shot. You got to It's got to be someone that's going to win. Oh. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> give me a second. Change the game. <laughs> so they're going to beat Vandy, USC, and Oregon. And then they're going to lose to Washington State. What's going on here? They could be the best team in the country. You should just let it ride, man. Just let it ride. Joe, you let it ride. Just let it ride. Let it ride. Plus seven hundred. Who cares? Hang it out. And if it hits, you're a legend. <laughs> can I have a Can I have a plan B on a, my deep shot, or is that not a thing? You can take two shots, two deep shots. Take two deep shots. Yeah, I'll take two deep shots. We got a pass interference on the first one. I'm gonna go ECU against Cincinnati. I keep Ooh. wanting to fight the Cincinnati. I keep wanting to fight it. That's also I don't a believe it. Right. A few years ago, they were calling Baker Mayfield and the Oklahoma Sooners the Pretenders. I just don't think week in, week out, Cincinnati's been playing the type of teams that Ohio State and Michigan and Georgia and Alabama have been playing. I'm not going to say the Big 12 teams, but I think Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Auburn, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Come on now. Who, who, on, who on Cincinnati's schedule has that type of record? Notre Dame. That's it. That is it. That is it. We've already ex- uh, put out the hatred for Notre Dame. Uh, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. We're going to pick all three. We start out with a... a Woo, a doozy yeah, of a game. a doozy of a game. Uh, the, the annual Lions home game on Thanksgiving. The Chicago Bears, 3-7, and seven, coming into town. Hot off there. Almost win against the Ravens mm-hmm. uh, with Andy Dalton coming in. I'm a, Is Andy Dalton the... You know, Caleb, if Andy Dalton's the guy? I do not know. Yeah, uh, Andy Dalton starting. The Bears are three-point favorites. Over/under is at forty-one and a half. There, I've been thinking about it all day, and I keep wanting to try to pick the Lions and just you know hope for something cool. It's Thanksgiving. DeAndre Swift's been having a good year, um, but I think the Bears are just just better than the Lions, and I don't want to I don't want to overthink myself and spend my twelve o'clock. Uh, through 3.30 time on Thanksgiving, just rooting for the Lions and, and then thinking, like, why did I choose the Lions? They haven't won a game this year yet. Um, big game for David Montgomery. I'm going to go Bears minus three, and the 
under a 41 and a half. I'll tell you what. It doesn't matter if Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Kyle Orton, any Bear quarterback you can even think of plays this game. The Lions are coming in there. Anybody. They're not winning this game. Give mm. me the Lions. They're going to freaking get their first win at home, Thanksgiving, eating a turkey leg right after the dub. Give it to me. Lions plus three and under because this game's going to suck. You know, Caleb, you kind of took that little quote right out of my mouth. I was just about to say, I don't care if it's Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Jay Cutler, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. I'm going fucking Bears. Minus three. <laughs> Jared Goff is so out of fucking place up there in Detroit. I don't even know what's going on. Is Jared Goff the quarterback up there? Yeah. yeah well, last week it was Tim Boyle, who was like the worst backup ever, apparently. Yeah, the line's backup. You've got to read the- Listen, shout out to DeAndre Swift, DGD, but, dude, Bears, minus three. I, no shot. And I'm not worried about Thanksgiving Day or all that bullshit. I'm mm, – any over under play, Trey? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that this week. If y'all have me <laughs> on again for a championship week next week for the uh, college football, I'll look into that. All right. Uh, midday game: Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys minus eight over under at fifty and a half. The Cowboys coming off that loss, terrible loss to the Chiefs. Raiders coming off bad, super bad loss to the Bengals. I'm gonna go Cowboys. They're, I've said it before. I'll keep saying it. The Raiders are. It was cool, you know, they lost John Green, they lost Henry Ruggs, they lost their other first-round pick from 2020. Things starting to fall apart. I think the Raiders are really just a crumble of the football team they were to start the season, which had a lot of hope. Darren Waller really hasn't done anything great. Cowboys really need to get that game. I think this is where they'll get it at home on Thanksgiving. Uh, give me the Cowboys minus eight and the under of 50 and a half. Can I say something real quick? I do want to take the under in that uh, Bears-Lions game. I don't even care what it is, but I just – I don't think it's 41 and a half, but I agree with you. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> 17 to 9? 17 9? 14 9? That's the score we're looking for. 13 to 10. 13 10? 14 9? Something? It's going to be horrible. I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. I really want to pick the Raiders because it's 8. If it was 7, I'd be very certain about my pick because I know it'd at least push. I'm still going to roll with the Cowboys. The Raiders are a leaky faucet right now in terms of their organizationally they're they're in a bad spot the fun lasted for a little while it's gone now they're getting their ass beat Derek Carr's came back to earth a little bit without his weapons I mean I say that I still think he's a good quarterback but he doesn't have anybody around him at all except for Darren Waller now and that's an issue compare that with a Cowboys defense that's you know that you still even played good against the Chiefs last week and the offense can have a fluke week don't know if Zeke's back I'm sure he will be in a limited fashion at least but I still like eight points in the Cowboys is not a problem for me. Give me that. Give me the under. I like the way the Cowboys defense has been playing here recently, and I think that you know the offense is going to sputter a little bit, maybe 27 points out of them, something like that. But I don't think the Raiders get close. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys as well, um, minus eight. Uh, Gary, real quick, quick interruption. So which teams are always Thanksgiving teams? You got Lions, the Cowboys. Those are the only two. Really? I thought the there Saints are some teams were recently. They they've yeah. played on Thanksgiving a lot here recently. Actually, the Saints. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I don't know the Saints played on Thanksgiving not too long ago. Mm-hmm. But no, the Saints don't because last year it was supposed to be uh like the nightcap was supposed to be Pittsburgh Baltimore and it got moved with the COVID. Remember that was when they played on a mm-hmm. Wednesday. Weird. Yeah. 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 
I, I'm, like I said, not sure about the over-under. Um, I do think the Cowboys are going to be able to pull it out. You know, I, I do know that what's going on in Las Vegas right now is just it's a train wreck. And you got to think about the locker room and you got to think about walking into those buildings every day. The Henry Ruggs thing, the John Gruden thing. I mean, think about where they were week one versus where they are now. Those things are distractions. And those things, whether you think about it or not, uh, they take a toll. So, you know, the Cowboys seem to be, you know, playing good football even when they lose, I think. I think they're they're looking like a pretty well old machine, and I'm gonna take the Cowboys minus eight. Good pick, good pick all around. Jake's on the Raiders. It must be the one point that scares him. Yeah, I would, I would love to hear the the reasoning behind that. Right. Uh, all right. Bills at Saints. Nightcap of Thanksgiving. Bills minus six. Over under forty five and a half. Fuck the Bills, man. I'm so tired of the Whoa. Bills. I'm so tired of them. I called them frauds two days ago. I'm not gonna step back and start taking him. Josh Allen's been pissing me off, putting him in my fantasy lineup every week while I've had Jalen Hurts sitting on the bench being a number one quarterback all year. And I'm just I'm just angry. This is a pure emotion pick. I'm going with Saints plus six. And it's I mean, we talked about this the other day too, Caleb, how the Saints are probably one of the toughest places to play in football. It's a night game, Thanksgiving. I don't care who the quarterback is. They'll pull it out at least within six points. It's going to be – Sean Payton's going to have some things. We might see some crazy Taysom Hill. This is prime Taysom Hill. Get Taysom Hill out there doing some crazy shit because you're in prime time and everybody's watching you on Thanksgiving. Give me the Saints plus uh, six and the under a 45 and a half. I'm torn about this game, to be honest with you, because, like, the Bills – I mean, I don't know if I'm at the point to give up on the Bills, but I'm really close. I mean, they beat the hell out of Miami and New York, and that's about it this year. It's just about all they got to talk for. Then you look at the Saints. Saints are still playing who's the quarterback. I mean, I guess they know it's Trevor Simeon at this point. Taysom Hill signed a deal the other day saying if he plays plays quarterback, he gets paid more, but if he doesn't, he doesn't. So maybe that's kind of a signal to us that he might end up being the quarterback this game. Who knows? Either way, I'm going to take the Saints plus points. Plus points when I game when I don't really know how it's going to go is always a safe bet for me, especially when it's six points and the team's at home. So I can live with that. This over-under is tricky. The Bills have a really good defense. That's the thing. So give me the under. Not to stop Jonathan Taylor. The, the thing about the Saints, though, is I don't think they're going to have that type of impact up front because they're missing both of their tackles, I think. And also, Alvin Kamara's not playing tomorrow. So that, that's already been determined. It's Mark Ingram's show, and he even got dinged up a little bit last week. So give me the under for that game. These Thanksgiving games, man, they're just not looking like the thing this year. They're just not going to be it. Keep in mind, I watched the Eagles game, okay? I watched Jalen Hurts and the Eagles get it done, but I thought that the Saints would have a bigger bounce back than the Bills. You know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to give Saints plus six. They're at home, Thanksgiving Day, even though I said earlier in the podcast, Thanksgiving Day, it doesn't really matter to me. Sometimes Saints. it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Saints being at home is what matters. Like even it is Thanksgiving. That's a little sprinkle on top. But them being at home in the Superdome with that bitch, you know, it's gonna be sold out. What is the over under? Forty five and a half. Taking the under too. Yeah. It no is. Kamara. No quarterback for the the Houdet. I think the Bills kind of got popped in the mouth, and they're kind of like, whoa. I yeah. don't really know what hit them. I know. Josh Allen started like five picks last three games too. Hmm. All right. Let's uh. Well, we got five more games. To wrap off just to get the NFL Sundays out of the way. Let's let's uh, get through these and let's have a great Thanksgiving, guys. NFL Sunday. We'll start with Falcons at Jags. Mm. Uh, Trey, are you going to be down in Jacksonville over the weekend? 
No, but what I was thinking about doing is driving over to uh, TIAA Bank Stadium and maybe throwing a pick out for deep shot. Possibly cook the books, but <laughs> most importantly, deep shot. Uh, throwing out a pick there. Y'all don't mind, I would like to go ahead and go first. I think the Jags are trying to tank. Um, I'd love to take them at home. That really doesn't make, make a difference to me if they're at home or they're away. I'm um, going Dirty Birds minus one. I like that, it too. I'm is that what it is, or is it minus one and a half? It is no, one. one. I'm on the Falcons too. Give it to me. I, I, if the Falcons, the Falcons are bad. Don't get me wrong. And you know these past few games have been pretty brutal, but they've got to be better than Urban Meyer and the Jags, right? Like if Trev, hold on. What did Jake pick? Jake picked the Falcons. All right, Falcons minus one. Jake's been doing good in the NFL. I'll ride him. Falcons minus one, and the. Uh, I'm going to go with the over of 46 and a half here. I think uh, the Falcons, I mean, they've only scored, uh, what, like three points the last two games. They've got to get some go, and this is the game they do, and they, they'll give up points. So Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence will probably have like a huge 75-yard dime this game because the Falcons will let it up. So I'm going to go Falcons minus one over 46 and a half. Mm, when you talk about that Trevor Lawrence dime touchdown, it makes you really want to pick the Jaguars right here. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> still, I still think Atlanta's, you know, Say what you want about last week. Um, they looked really bad in person, and I'm sure they look worse on TV. But I think they got at some point just get something going, and why not do it down in Jacksonville? I mean, you may catch Urban Meyer checking out the Salty Platoon down there the night before the game. You know, Jack's Beach. I'm telling you. Maybe You'll get a little bit. At Jack's Beach. Hopefully he takes a dive in there, and then let's uh let the let's his team take a dive on Sunday. So I'm gonna go with the Falcons, and I'm not gonna play that over under because both these teams suck. I don't know if they're gonna <laughs> both score three or if they're both gonna score forty. I don't know. That's a good way to think about it. Jake will be at this game, so we'll definitely get some videos out there. Titans at Pats. Uh, Pats are minus six and a half. Over under at forty four and a half. Caleb, you go first. You're 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 the man. You're the you're the Pats guy. I am going to roll with my team right here because I got a half a point to play with. You know, I'm always thinking about even scores, seven or three. I'm always trying to get you know one point or the other. But beyond that, New England's rolling. Tennessee had the what the hell loss last week when they <laughs> lost to the damn Texans. You know, Tennessee was a turnover machine last week against a bad team. I. What are they going to do against a New England team that's probably got the most turnovers out of any NFL team this year? If I, and it may or may not be right. I'm sure they're in the top five. Um, that unit has looked great. Matthew Judon's looked great. Hopefully he gets after Ryan Tannehill a little bit. Give me the Pats, six and a half, and over. I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to go right over. Because I can see New England scoring about 28 or 31 on these dudes, the way offense has been looking lately. I'm going to roll with the Titans. I'm going to go Titans plus six and a half. Yeah, they had a terrible week last week. Pats have been rolling, but Vrabel will have those guys. I mean, it's a gritty game. Vrabel's from the, you know, Belichick coaching tree. They have always played good against good teams this year. Um, six points is a lot of points. I'm going to go with the Titans plus six and a half. I'm not going to play the over-under because I don't, I don't know. Because the Pats, who knows with the Pats. Honestly, those things just worry me. But I'm going to go Titans. I think they'll keep it close, even with – I mean, Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions. He can't get much worse, you would hope. Titans pulled this one. They just dropped a, uh, Adrian Peterson, too. So maybe they've got something, some new guys in the backfield that we're, they're ready to see. Vrabel has won, like, the last two games in New England that he's been at, too. It's interesting enough. Kind of sad. Pats defense and uh, Mac Jones, uh, minus six and a half. That's my NFL lock of the week. Oh, here we go. Lock it That's in. what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. 
That's my plan B lock of the week. My <laughs> next lock of the week will be the next game we pick. All right. Bucks at Colts. Tampa minus three. Colts uh, are underrated. Over-unders at 52. Uh, it's in Indianapolis, though. Um, this is probably, the I would say, probably going to be the most anticipated game of the week, um, considering that the Bucks, you know, they're the Bucks, and the Colts are one of the hottest teams in football. There's, there's uh, the hard, they're the hard knocks team. Um, a lot of cameras on this. I mean, but this this game and then the Titans Pats are probably two the two biggest games this weekend. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Bucks minus uh, minus three here and the over 52 because I think a lot of points are gonna be scored. I think this is a big uh, back and forth. I think the Colts keep it cl- uh, close for a little bit, but I think the Bucks will pull it out. I just I am I, I Jonathan Taylor's probably gonna run for another over 100 yards. I just don't think the Colts are going to be able to stop Tom Brady. I, I mean, Tom Brady's owned the Colts his whole career. He's not going to stop now. Give me the Bucks minus three over 52. Roll with Tampa Bay, too. Minus three here. Um, the big thing about Indy is Indy, everybody knows, Jonathan Taylor uh, has became the man in town, ran for five touchdowns last week. I can guarantee you that he will not have that kind of outing against a Tampa Bay defense that is pri- prioritizes themselves to be run stoppers. They're going to try and stuff the run. Now, Jonathan Taylor's probably still going to get his because you're talking about the best O-line in the league that he's running behind and probably the best running back that's left out there. But still, at the end of the day, Brady's going to throw for 300 yards. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. His guys, receivers are going to be wide open. Gronk's back. Um, I just like what they look got going on. They do. look. It's just a big difference when they got a good tight end out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to right the ship. They cannot afford to keep losing games like this. I mean, if you lose this game, there's no telling where you are in the NFC, and the NFC is already a packed house of talent as it is. So in order to stay afloat, they need to win this game. So give me Tampa. My uh, first NFL lock of the week behind uh, the one I just made, Tampa Bay minus three. I think um, Colts are overrated. I think that uh, last week it's kind of just like a fluke. Um, and I'm also saying that the hard knocks being in Indianapolis, it's got like a little more buzz going about them than they should have. I'm going to say Bucks 28, Colts 13. Mm, score predictions out here. I like that. Not too bad. Um, all right. Jake is on the Colts. Jake's on the Colts. What do you know? All hey, right. Just a heads up. I have 2% on my phone. Let's knock these last two out. Vikings at 49ers. 49ers minus three over under at 48 in San Francisco. Um, I said the Vikings are gas a few days ago. The 49ers have also been on a roll. I like the Vikings here. I think the offense gets it done. Kirk Cousins, we have to start respecting them. Now, of course, the spread is as close as it is because Vikings is a lot of close games. But I'm going to go Vikings here. I think they pull it out. I think they win this game outright. I'm going to go Vikings plus three. Justin Jefferson, two tutties. Um, that type of game. Give me the over at 48 Vikings plus three over 48. I'm going to go uh, Vikings plus three as well. I'm a huge fan of the gritty, by the way. That's the <laughs> whole reason I'm picking the Vikings. Um, <laughs> Caleb, I don't know if you've seen uh, Gary do the gritty, but if you've seen that meme of that white guy doing the McGriddle, that's Gary uh, doing the McGriddle. <laughs> and uh, hey, while we're here, in case my phone does die, I'm also going Browns plus three and a half. Uh, I think that's going to be a hot take. That may be a deep shot of the week for NFL, but I'm going Browns three and a half over the rate. I really need to see this McGriddle, Garrison. (laughs) It should definitely be deep shots next Instagram post. Next video. That's how he's going to make his picks. That's how he's going to make his picks. 
Like, it's so pure. Like, it's, it's just – it's perfect. Um, I'm a little torn on this game because I saw the 49ers whoop what I thought was the best team in football last week. Like, they physically dominated them all around. Compare that with Minnesota. Wait, who? Was that two weeks ago? Was that two, two weeks ago? ago? Was that I was last say, Jack- I was, they played really Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the best team in football? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm talking about the Rams. I'm talking about the Rams. Yeah. They beat up on the Rams. They took care of Jacksonville this week. They're coming in with a couple wins right here. But I think Minnesota is the best 5-5 five and five team football seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll with Minnesota as well. I mean, you're talking about a team that's had some brutal losses this year, and you're going to give me – like they've lost like – Three or four of their games by three points. You're going to yeah, give me three. They haven't lost the game by more than one. Appreciate you. Give me the Vikings plus three. Um, if it's a field goal, I push. And if they lose any other way, they have been very not likely. I, I, I think they're a really good team. They had a little bit of distraction though this week with Everson Griffin. That mess that went on with him today. I don't know what the hell that was all about. Yeah. But. Said he had an armed intruder in his house. Didn't come out of his house for 14 hours. Hmm. Hey, before we get off the air. I got this um, Mark Rick Wheaties bar. Let's go. That may have been the last thing we hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> what timing is that, dude? <laughs> oh, right. man. That's, there we that's go. Classic. He got his pick in. He All said right. Browns. He said, he said, he said Browns he and said Mark Browns. Rick shout out, Wheaties shout box. Out, shout out Trey Lang for joining the show. All right. Let's wrap it up right here. <laughs> man, I love the show. Browns at Ravens. Ravens are minus three and a half, over under at 46. This is Sunday night football. So I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Lamar's back. They, like I said, they pull out games. And the Browns, like last year, these guys played on uh, Monday night. You remember that game on Monday that night? That game football? went crazy. They both scored 40. And then the spread was at three. And remember what happened at the end of the game with that safety where it was like it was 45 42, and then there was a safety. To make it 47-42, I think the Ravens won the game. But I had the Browns plus three in that game, and that was a brutal, brutal beat. But I'm going to run with the Ravens here. Um, three and a half. I, I mean, night game in Baltimore. Lamar's going to have a great game. I, I'm, I'm really feeling it. And the Browns, like at some point, I just got to – all right, well, this isn't happening. The Browns are probably 8-9, 9-8, and, nine, nine and eight, which you know fans should be appreciative of um, considering what they've always had. But I just think the Ravens are the better team here. They know how to win games. They always are winning games. Every week, no matter who is out there. Um, so, I, minus three and a half, give it to me. Um, the under of 46, and that is my my picks this week. Looks like they've played some close games here these last couple of weeks. They struggled with the Chicago team. Now they went at full strength. They got beat by Miami on some fluke shit. Um, barely beat Minnesota. <sighs> oh, man, this is so tough to me because it's like, you're talking about two teams. One team can run the ball well. One team defends the run well, and they're playing against each other. The same token, Cleveland can't throw the ball, but Ravens' pass defense sucks. I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm going to roll with the Browns. The Browns got both of their running backs back, and they have to do something at some point. If not, their season's going to just wash away in front of them. Don't really know if the Ravens are as good as what they are, as their record says, to be honest with you. I mean, they've had some bad losses and some close games, and if Lamar Jackson is not running the ball, they're not doing anything on offense. So hopefully I'm going to see if Cleveland's run defense can step up to the plate, give Baltimore a little taste of their own medicine, and give me the Browns plus three and a half. Plus points, I always like it. And I'm going to go under 46. And that is the picks for this week. Thanksgiving weekend, it has been wild. If anybody's been following the Graham Twitter, we're getting more videos, more graphics up. It's been funny. I 
UConn minus two and a half. It was not easy today, guys, but we got it done. Just to re- remind everybody of Jake's picks here at the end uh, for college football purposes, um, because you know how he does in college football, not so great. So just in case you want to fade, he has Ohio State minus eight and a half, under of 65. Yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, the under. Yeah, you wonder. Uh, UGA minus 30, 35 over 54 and a half. Auburn plus 19.6. That's what he typed. It's not a thing. <laughs> I'm just giving him <laughs> um, over 55 and a half. And Oklahoma plus four and the over 50. That, yeah. So, Jake, you wonder just if you're listening and you wonder, I, I know you're trying to go against the grain, or maybe this is probably he's doing this on purpose now, and I'm really thinking about it. I mean, okay. But, uh, yeah, and then his picks were the Lions, Raiders, Bills, and then Falcons, Pats, Colts, Vikings plus three, and the money line, and the Ravens. He picked the Ravens, and he picked Ole Miss for the game tomorrow. His lock of the week was Michigan State, and his deep shot was ECU ever since. So same thing as you and Trey for both of those. All right, episode 47, David Pollock, shout out to the GOAT. Uh, any last words, Caleb? Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all. Don't eat too much turkey. And hopefully these Thanksgiving games are better than what we're expecting. Shout out Trey Lang. Shout out Mark Rick on the Wheaties box. Last thing we've seen. Deep Shot Podcast signing out. See ya.